Game begin. Hello and welcome to episode 44 of Dadgum Nerds, your podcast for family first fanboy fun. I am your host, Andrew, and joining me today, we have the man who will retaliate in about 30 seconds at us for a zero pun episode last week. That is Zach. Good job, guys. Of poor performances. We're really the, good one. The man who continues to show us up with more posters for his back wall. We got Kevin. Now, I got more coming and I don't get mad at me for supporting local artists. Or uh, faraway artists. Yeah, <laughs> overseas. I was say, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> local as in, you know. If London is local, local. then I have failed geography. And yeah, of course, you probably did. And of course, the only one of us who actually dresses up like a superhero, we got Brett. Got a gig this Saturday. That's and awesome. Just Captain so you America. know, I realized the other day that y'all say it was a punless episode, but you forget every episode that you air our Dagum Nerd Store ad, I have a pun in it. So technically, every episode already has one pun built into it. But that's so. not included in the pun count, so it doesn't Yeah, count. we got to cut that. Yeah, I'm going to have you record a new one then. Well, just in a few minutes, <laughs> we are about to get our disappointment on, not at Zach's puns, but covering what oh, we maybe. consider to be the most overrated movies of all time. But before we do anything, obviously, we need to check in and see what is happening in dad life this week. So, Brett, you want to go first? Yeah, my son, I'm so glad he loves fishing because he had his first fishtail recently. He's not even two years old. Did you buy him so, a shirt wait. that had a massive? How can he? Like, he just went. So, like, so he what? ate a fishtail? Nope. Like, he had so, his first fishtail? So, Sushi. for oh. people who are purposely <laughs> trying not to say what a fishtail is, a fishtail is a story that is exaggerated. And so, oh. we were oh. out on the bank fishing and Really, I was just kind of letting him reel in the the rod. And long story short, we actually did catch a fish. And oh, wow. it was a, a nice big bass, about a pound and a half, two pounds. And he thought it was huge. And so, uh, but you know, it's not the biggest one I've caught. And so when oh, I God. came home. <laughs> Flex so, right there. <laughs> so when, uh, when I came home, Josiah was like, you know, glub, 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 glub. Because that's what the sound of fish <laughs> says. Yep. And then my wife said, oh, you, you caught a fish? And he, he instantly said, big, <laughs> big, like he, he was already just exaggerating how big this thing was. And, uh, good job, son. You're, you're doing a great job. Well, but the real question is, did he have a shirt tucked into his pants? Right. No, I'll teach him that later. Okay. I, I can teach him that later. <laughs> I, I would that. say that needs to be passed on, but, but does it? Yeah. I'll filter out the wrong stuff and give him the gold nuggets. And in fairness to him, that probably was a massive fish. Look like compared it to was. true. It was true. about as yeah. long as he was. It was it's yeah. Bigger it was than yeah. Nice hand. It's like a Marlin. If you caught a Marlin, have you ever <laughs> caught a Marlin? No, I'd love to. Right. So your son's doing a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> Touche, Kevin. Well, anybody well, else? Speaking of uh, carrying on family traditions, uh, we got to do a really fun one uh, this past weekend. So we celebrated my birthday early uh, and by early, like a month early. Uh, <laughs> I figured since uh, Ellie's going to be born probably over my birthday, yeah, mm -hmm. let's celebrate while I'm not sleep deprived. Uh, but during it, I got to break out an old Yoakum tradition that we call the tire game. Is or... that pushing people down a hill? Please let it be pushing <laughs> people down a hill. Well, uh, we, we'll get there. Uh, okay, basically good. what you do is you just take an old tire 
and you take turns basically like in golf making a stroke and you have a predetermined start point halfway point and then back to the finish point and it's whoever can get their tire to the midway and back i was about to say welcome to georgia y'all listen it it, (laughs) looking back i'm like oh this was parenting genius because my parents could have just thrown away these tires which you know usually have to pay for them to be disposed and they're like heck give them to the kids and we'll make a game out of it (laughs) so anyway normally when i grew up it was like four people we had like nine people playing this game oh my and at the top of our hill, we have a really long hill. I mean, it's it's almost about a quarter mile, just the hill. We have these tires just flying down at full speed. And we had like a a entourage following us of, of just the women and children and just people at the party. Like, what are these guys doing? And we were running out of time, so we just started rushing. And before we knew it, tires were flying and small children were having to be like whisked away right as the tire was about to like slam into them. One mom was like three inches from having a tire slam into her face. And so, so it good. became like this really bizarre, like horror movie of like, watch out for the tires. The tires <laughs> are coming. <laughs> it was really fun and really strange all at the same time. Sweet. The tire game. The all tire right. Game. So we just had two birthdays in our house. Max and Molly have back-to-back days. Okay. Uh, Max turns six. The next day, Molly turns four. And okay. so the week before, we were birthday shopping. Okay. And Bluey is a huge, huge show in our house. Oh, we, it's such a good oh, show. Yeah. From top to bottom, we all love it. If you people, you don't know Bluey, it's on Disney+. Plus. It's from a studio from Lodo Studios out in Australia. It actually won an Emmy in Australia for the most popular TV show in Australia. Hey, good on In 2019. Them. Man. So we were going through and we were at Target and they have a quarter of an aisle of just bluey toys. Wait. Yes. For real? Yes. There are bluey toys in America. They had like big stuffies and mini stuffies and little plastic figures and houses and all this whatnot. Right? Uh, you, you beat me to it, Zach. <laughs> right. For those Bye. on the podcast, Zach See is already Target. leaving the scene. Yeah. <laughs> Come back. Yeah. So go to Target and check it out. So all right. I'm going through and looking through the different pairings of the because of, mm-hmm. they have them based off different episodes and margaret looks over at me are you looking for grannies <laughs> which is my favorite episode watch grannies it's said, incredible yeah like, it's, so it's are, are you really looking to buy action figures from grannies for your kids for their birthday i said no i'm buying it for me <laughs> <laughs> please alas, kevin they did not have desk. It. don't make the grannies what an oversight yeah what an oversight yeah yeah, they have different favorite episodes, but we can we could have a whole episode just on Bluey it's, if we wanted to. It really to. is legit. Oh, it's yeah. an amazing if you, show. If you have like kids, probably like one to seven ish, especially uh, that's like mean kids forty three to ninety nine. Yeah, it, yeah, it's legitimately good for both adults and kids, and yeah. uh, it's yeah. it's good. Well, they, I'm glad to yeah. hear they won an Emmy. I mean, for yeah. being down oh, yeah. under, it's good to hear they're on the top. The best show in t- in Australia. Did it? Uh, did it, it? It Bluey away. Well, let's start this discussion. We will be right back in just a second. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging out with us here on Dadgum Nerds. We truly appreciate it. And also, in case you didn't know, we are also both on Facebook and Instagram. It's a great way for you to help us grow the show and get it out to other dads and nerds. So we truly do appreciate it and would love to invite you to be part of our Dadgum community. Have a great one. Appreciate you. So I think between all of us here, we've all seen a fair amount of movies. A wee bit. A wee bit of movies. Just just a bit. I've seen a flick Um, or two in my day. We have seen some great. We have seen some that are bad. I just saw Wonder Woman 1984. Some Mm. bad. (laughs) 
but there's a special place for our opinions on the movies that were supposed to be amazing, mm. but just didn't deliver. And we would call that overrated. Is so really, any, this is this, this is these are movies that a lot of people actually really really enjoy. We just don't get the hype. Is yeah. Right? So like, I was well, about not to say, only any, like, yeah. What do you want to add? Like, you could love the movie and just think it's like, yeah. Generally, it's probably an overrated movie. Okay. Well, I mean, by the definition, it's that all right. Someone's giving this a ten out of ten, and you're like, I, I feel like it's more of a seven. Right. I mean, it's right. overrated. We're not saying it's a bad movie. It's just. Hey, let, let's realign our, uh, yeah. let, let's recalibrate our expectations yeah. here. All right. Did our this standards. deserve like all the accolades that it seems mm-hmm. to hold in pop culture these days. And yeah, right. that's a hundred percent where we're going to be going today. Uh, so obviously let's just start diving into what we would consider probably three ish films, uh, from each one of us that we yep. consider to be overrated. Zach, which element of the film sphere would you like to tick off first? Uh, well, I'm going to go recent history and this blew me away when I found out that it was the highest grossing animation of all time. Did it blew you away? Oh, we, we already made that one. We already made that one. And it was a doggone good pun. But, uh, this, this, this pick for me, I'm going to say frozen two. Okay. Uh, wow. I, I didn't realize it was the highest grossing animation of all time. When I found that out, I was like, Really? I mean, it was good. Is I guess though? this is this is a case study in pent up demand. Yeah, because I, mean, I, yes. <laughs> I I felt I felt the story was a bit confusing. I mean, especially if a bit. Yeah, I, yeah, a bit. Um, I felt that the songs weren't nearly as good as the original one. But the um, best songs in that one was actually done by Kristoff. Into the Woods was probably the best song. In Are you kidding? Well, I, so, I, I, I could see not that song alone is out. overrated. Yeah, because I mean, that song listen, is so weird. I get it that they were going for a one-to-one 1980s music video. And Which it was masterfully was done. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, and it was masterfully done. Don't get me wrong. But it felt completely out of place and anachronistic in the movie. Yeah. The whole if movie it had, felt out of place. If it had been like the pre-show, like if that was the Pixar short beforehand, yes. I don't know, like the Blu-ray special, would have been fine. In fact, I would it would have been hilarious. But in the middle of like this epic tale, it was like, What? I I enjoyed the making of Frozen 2 yeah. more than I did the actual movie itself. Yeah, the documentary on Disney Plus, the Into the <laughs> Unknown, it's like a four-part series. Yeah. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that they didn't have their ending like climactic sequence figured out like 2 months before the release. Yeah. I was getting yeah. stressed just watching. <laughs> See, that right there is a big red flag because if you don't know the direction you're going, yeah. You start getting problems like in the middle of that movie. See, but that's for people like us. Frozen 2, my kids love that freaking movie. Yeah. Well, your kids yeah. will love that freaking it's movie. Gonna be, it's going to be one of those movies that as a kid, you're like, oh my gosh, this is wonderful, magical. Mm-hmm. It's got the Disney spirit to it. I really do think the song Into the Unknown is a legitimately good song and kind of their tentpole thing that's in that. But I have a feeling like that. catchy enough? I, I yeah, have a feeling that. Yeah, it's not Let It Go, but. Um, which I think is, which I think is an actual overrated song anyway. Um, but I think it's going to be one of those movies that they look back at, you know, when they get to high school and be like, Oh, frozen Two, I remember that from my childhood and be like, Oh, okay. Well, thus it's overrated. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, mm. I'm realistic about stuff that I saw in my childhood and I'm like, Oh yeah, it's not as good as I remember. But then and, yet I'll yeah. see movies like lion King and Still I'm like, good. 
I yeah. still watch that. In yeah. fact, I'm so happy that Rowan now is at that age where he can kind of get into it. Um, but yeah, Frozen 2, I just don't know if it's going to have the same lasting power. And I feel like it's the highest grossing purely because of the pent up demand. Right. Is it though? Is it the highest grossing? No. Yeah, it's the highest grossing animation of all time. If uh... if if you don't consider the new animated Lion King an animation. But if, that's 100% huh. animation. But to me, it straddles the line because I'm like, all right, so it's an animation, but you were going for like live action. Yeah, it made more money than Avatar. Is Avatar considered an animated film? Uh, no, because that has no, live action. It's got a ton of animation in it, okay. but Lion King yeah. is like full CG. So, right. Right. Which is what to me, but it's going for live action CG. So, I right. mean, it would be like when they did um, the, the live action Jungle Book. Yep. Almost yeah. like that, because the only character in that that's actually real is Mowgli, Mowgli. right? Mowgli. So it's like, so Mowgli do you consider Mowgli. Lion King an animation or just a really high tech? I think CGI if you are trying to, if you are trying to completely clear and get over the uncanny valley, you go from animation to CG. That that's what I think they're that. That's what I think people like uh, uh, Lion King movies like Lion, well, King, Lion King. Lion King, I almost classify as like an extended video game cutscene, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really yeah, is. Trying to sell that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put that in your marketing. Yeah. But I mean, you remember when they did the CGI Beowulf movie as live that was action? Garbage. Although that's all. It was garbage, garbage. But at the same time, I would never have called that an animation, even though. It was the same thing as this live action. But would you classify Polar man, Express? We're, we're going to go yeah. down a trail we're, if we we're, keep we're doing way this, down, We're way okay, down. Okay, we're getting way too animated about this. We, we can let move us, on. Let us come up for air so that we can go back down again to talk about the next <laughs> the next overrated film. Uh, Brett, you want to go next? Yeah, Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now is just overrated. I watched it while I was deployed, oh. actually. While I was over in Kuwait, I'd never seen it. People thought... You're kidding. You've not seen Apocalypse Now. We're watching that tonight. Man, I was pumped. We got our snacks together. We started watching this thing. And actually, the first half, got to admit, I was all in. I thought, man, this is a great movie. And then the entire thing shifts. The pacing, the theme, the cinematography, everything shifts in that movie to almost a different movie altogether. And it's weird. Well, I mean, it ends just strange. And I thought it was a, a poorly executed film towards the end. I mean, Francis Ford Coppola is a, is an acquired taste. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I, I mean, that movie just, I mean, tell me, tell me the flight of the Valkyrie scene at least was cool to you. Oh, right. Yeah. Like I said, that was the first half of the movie, right? Yeah. It did win best cinematography and best sound. Beautiful Oscar, cinematography. Right. I've got to give them that. But as you'll see in some of my other picks, cinematography does not win when it comes to making a wholesome movie. And are we really using the Academy Awards as no. a litmus test on what the best? Well, film it depends is. on what you're talking about. So if you look at it from like a a filmmaking perspective versus a tor- story perspective, it won for for filmmaking. It didn't win for story. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And, well, yeah, I mean, and nobody I, and no one sets out to make a war right. movie and say, this is going to be an awesome war movie. No one in the world has ever said that. No, True. but okay. Let, let, let's take a difference between, uh, let, let's compare Apocalypse Now with Saving Private Ryan. Two totally different ways of, one, making a film, and mm-hmm. two, the intent of that film and how it made you feel at the end. Apocalypse Now just made you feel empty and hopeless and that 
man has fallen and that there's no resolution. It just falls into chaos and anarchy. At least in something like Saving Private Ryan, it gives you some honor and decency in the end. Yeah, but you also have to look at the times as well. Yeah, like, right. you're in the Oslex came the out in 79. Um, but it didn't age Ryan well. came out like 25, 30 years later. Yep. Right. I, yep. I yep. mean, I think, I think films like Apocalypse Now... I mean, really, you could look at the Academy Awards as the, the greatest list of overrated movies of all time. <laughs> you could but, to a degree, right. But Apocalypse Now is a, is a filmmaker's film yeah, right. because yes. it takes the motif. Like, I would say Saving Private Ryan is a, like, hey, it, this is exactly what you paid for mm-hmm. war movie. Now, is it really well done and good? Well, at, yes. yes. But Apocalypse Now, I think the reason it was so lauded is that it took that war movie concept and then added this like psychological, deeper artistic bl- flair. Yeah, mm-hmm. and for the seventies, yeah. that was like a super cast. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. the cast. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of yeah. big names in there, which kind of surprised me why it ended so strangely. So, mm-hmm. anyways, I don't have to belabor the point. Apocalypse Now. That's my first pick. All right. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't know where they were going in the last two months before it released. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Could be. Well, well Kevin, maybe what they, is there? Too much smell of napalm in the morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kevin, what's your first pick? To go, I think, more recent than Zach, and then also to agree with Brett in that this movie has no redeeming qualities in terms of, like, it just makes you feel bad for everyone. Okay. Ooh. Joker. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Uh, like, yeah. Joker is uh-huh. <laughs> filmed beautifully. It has mm-hmm. great sound. It's actor. It's acted super well. Oh, yeah. the acting! Gosh. But it's so yeah. depressing. Yeah. yeah. And it, it potentially because of how economically successful it was, could steer a ship into a like a series of more comic book content. That's just we got to go for the hard R because that's yeah. what that's because that's what's selling, and mm. not looking at it. But yeah, that movie, it was rough, man. It was hard to watch at times for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think Joaquin Phoenix deserves every accolade that he received Absolutely. for his performance oh, yeah. no because doubt. he made it so hard to watch. <laughs> sure. Like just that descent into madness. And yeah, just kind of the irredeemable ending that right. leaves you feeling empty. But I mean, I think that's just been a trend we've been seeing with antihero. Agreed. Like, I, I mean, yeah. Breaking Bad is when I felt like that's when the floodgates opened. And then everyone was like, let's find out about the villain. And because, <laughs> right. I mean, then we started getting like Maleficent and Mistress of Evil. Yeah. And now you've got the Cruella movie coming out. And I just feel like they're like, ooh, let's let's look into the the ethos of every bad guy we can. Right. Uh, and I mean, it, it is a storytelling staple to basically make sure that a villain believes that he's doing the right thing or the, the right, right thing in his right. own eyes. Like it has to be believable. Mm. It's not just right. like, ah, ha, ha, I'm taking over the world unless you're, you know, planning on going all Buck Rogers on something, but, mm-hmm. um, or, or I, the Joker. Yeah. But, <laughs> but seriously, like, but have we swung too far? Well, yeah, so I think we have. Yeah. I think yeah. we have too. So, so in that movie, like in the beginning, you actually legitimately feel bad for Arthur. Yeah. And by the end, you're like, what am I watching? Mm-hmm. In contrast, there's this movie called Blow with Johnny Depp about a drug dealer. Hmm. So it's about it's a true based on a true story about the guy who introduces cocaine to America. Oh, wow. Okay. oh wow! Yeah, and you legitimately feel bad for him throughout the entire film. Like, man, mm-hmm. I kind of feel bad that he got caught selling cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> um, Senses yeah. you didn't feel. Come but out the of your film, mouth but today. the filmmaking, like not a lot of people know about that movie. But Johnny Depp's in it. 
Um, mm-hmm. Paul Rubens and a bunch of other g- good actors are in it as well. But you legitimately feel f- bad for the character when he hits his de- demise and his downfall. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Joker's just like, oh my gosh, this it's is. Al- it almost feels like an exaltation of all of that badness. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that stairway scene. Like that. Yeah, that, was pretty, that was a pretty cool scene, though. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's at this point like the movie's what two years old, and it's iconic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's already a meme for crying out loud. So. Well, yeah, but, but I wonder if the reason it got so much hype is they're like, wait, this is a DC property and it's a good movie. It's actually, good. <laughs> right. Well, you mix you mix that with an an incredible actor with a very complex role and a comic book and it's just this recipe at and that time. A director that has right. nothing to lose like todd phillips had nothing to lose right. making this film and everything to gain right so um, i just I, i'm kind of with you guys like I, I i cannot take away from the fact that joaquin phoenix is absolutely incredible yes and in there's lots world. of overrated films that there's great performances in mm-hmm. um but as a as a whole it's pretty overrated for me gotcha um, my first one that I'm going to pick is really the entire Despicable Me franchise. Is it really okay. just the minions that drive you up the wall? No, actually, I don't mind the minions. The minions I'm, are the best oh, part of that I, series. I am. Yeah, I'm, they genuinely make me laugh on occasion. Yep. What nice. I what rubs me the wrong way about Despicable Me is that it is every bad trope for animation as a genre that Hmm. every time that you look at when you look at despicable me it is by definition kids animation well yeah that's the the target i I, look at the audience no i realized that but it it exploded it became something way bigger than it should have i mean for crying out loud the minions alone um that's probably what did it they just did it, man. No, no, no. But, that's why Transylvania didn't take but, off and just. But here's what I'm saying: it's a huge franchise that has gotten all mm-hmm. these accolades, and Illumination mm-hmm. Studios has been put on the map as just you didn't this. Say it like, right. What Illumination? Illumination. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've they've been put on the map as a legitimately huge animation studio, but I don't think their stories are good. I don't think their characters are good. It is it is literally pigeonholing animation into a kids like animation as a kid's genre. I mean, it's when cheese whiz as animation, yeah. right? right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think, but I, I, animation can be so much more. I mean, look it at it can what, be, but I like really, if you look at look, theatrical I realize, releases, I realize like there's that. nothing that's out for kids. Like, no, so that, they knew what that. they were going for. We're just for. attacking Andrew for his opinion. No, I get <laughs> Let that. The man but look, speak. Despicable Me has no business just staying in that. Look at what Disney, look at what Pixar, look at what even DreamWorks did. You have something like how to train your dragon. You have yep. something like, you know, monsters incorporated, whatever. I, it doesn't matter, but it is both for kids and for adults as well. Yep. And what I, what drives me nuts about the despicable me franchise. And I, I wish it is not done so well because of it is that it continues to drive home. That animation is only for kids. And that is absolutely not the case. Well, but I, I mean, never got that thought. Before. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think they found a lane that works. I mean, look at mm-hmm. Ice Age. Like, I, I think the Ice Age movies are are OK at best, but they realized, oh, wow, this is a cash yeah. cow. Let's keep mm-hmm. on mooing. And, yeah. and I mean, he, nobody gets mad at Lunchables for not serving filet mignon. <laughs> I, I expect bad cheese, stale crackers 
and an okay piece of ham. I'm just and it's lunchables. I, look, look, and it's delicious. Despicable <laughs> Me is one of the top grossing animated franchises that exist to date. But and for I, you, it's oh. just gross. I I do not get it. I do not get it, and I think these movies are entirely overratable and almost irredeemable. You part just, of that goes into the merchandise, though. But they're killing it on the merchandise. Look, just, you wanted my opinion. This is what it is. So, so your problem is a preposition because it's despicable to me. <laughs> that was a stretch. That okay, was, we'll just come move on, on. That was an intelligent one. We'll a just preposition two is a preposition. We're just going to move on to our second picks here. All right, Brent. How about you? What is your uh, second pick for most of our mixing it up? Second pick, Citizen Kane. Again, yes. this is <laughs> every oh, do you hear that? It's every film student in the world in an uproar. Yeah. Every yeah. film student has been said you uh, has been told you've got to watch this movie. It broke barriers. It did this and that, and thought, man, okay, let's watch this thing. I was not impressed once throughout the and it entire did all those film. Things. It's because you're a millennial. As it probably so, <laughs> probably so, but it did not age well. And they said, well, this, this movie was so big because it filmed the ceiling for the first time in a movie. Wow. <laughs> Listen, that achievement's filmed up the there. ceiling. Yeah. Like, man, I just, it, it was, it was so lame. The pacing was so slow and the characters like were not one. that engaging. You know, not anything like Rogue One. Get off of your Rogue One AT-AT, yeah. AT, Kevin. Okay. That movie's awesome. Get, getting back on. to Citizen Kane, basically <laughs> it took it took them how long is Citizen Kane? Like three hours? Four? It's a long, long movie, and yeah. it came out eighty years ago, it, right? And their entire reason for making that film was to say, "Don't discount the simple things in life, like your childhood sled." That's basically all it was. They could have told this entire story in five minutes, and they decided to draw it out over hours. So that's why it's overrated in my book. Well, but I think it's, I think the reason it is so lot is because it had that, you know, twist, right? Like your, your expectations were subverted because you expected Rosebud to be this huge elaborate mystery. And then after this man soars to the heights of fame and riches and glory, you realize that it all amounts to a hill of beans. He just was pining for his childhood. So I, I think it was almost that subverting of expectations that got the attention. Pretty but, lame but, subversion of expectations. Well, well, and also looking at what they pulled off 80 years ago with the technology yeah. they had, like that, it's think, pretty amazing. To show the is, ceiling? No, no, it, it's, it's not that more, impressive. It's not Camera just a shot of a ceiling. Listen, it's not just a shot of a ceiling. The cinematography, yeah. the set design, yeah. like there, there are a lot of things to be impressed, but right. to say the greatest film ever made. Yeah. Right. I feel like that's overrated. just I feel like Orson Welles must have just paid a really big check to get that <laughs> that marketed. It and probably it just, just came stuck. out in one paper and then it stuck. Yeah. See, I and feel that's like, what happened back then. Right. I feel like it's a bad cup of coffee amongst hipsters to where like the first hipster had the bad cup of coffee. And he was like, this is awful, but I need to tell all the other hipsters that it tastes amazing. <laughs> and then just every subsequent his, hipster is too afraid to say that it's amazing. That's what I feel like happened to film students. Oh, Citizen Kane's the best oh, movie yeah. ever. If you uh, dis and if you dis Citizen Kane, it's like hand me uh, your cinema card. Yeah, you're it, failing the my class. You can't say I don't get it, so you just have to be like, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's incredible. Yeah, and so and I think we're picking up on a thread here that if that you, you are like judging classic films, no, that <laughs> if you are judging a a film off of a story, 
or from a filmmaking standpoint, there are two different grading metrics. Oh yeah. Because if you were grading for film nerds, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. if you're grading it off of just the cinematography, especially for its time, if you're counting for the, the, I don't know what to call it, the, the inflation of time and talent. Well, since we've come there from film, I I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't hold a horror movie and a comedy movie up to the same standard. Right. Sure. But at at the same time, I'm not going to the movie to see what camera angle did they use? That should be feeding the story that that in turn is the the crux of what a movie is the story. But when it becomes when it becomes the main thing, a part of it, it can sometimes get in the way of what draws people in in the first place. And my final pick. Eventually, we'll come back to that point. We'll come back to that. Okie dokie. Oh, I can't Wally? <laughs> hey, you shut your face about Wally. <laughs> the first half of it's a silent film, man. It's all cinematography. I absolutely love it. It's so good. Know, it's a good movie. So yeah, good. It's good. Well, Kevin, it, how about that's you? That's an underrated movie. <clears throat> yep, it is. Yeah. yeah. Kevin, how about you? So I love this movie, but I do think it's an overrated movie. It is acted pretty poorly, but it's a classic, and it's The Princess Bride. <gasps> oh, my oh. gosh. You dare, <laughs> you dare insult the princess bride insulted. I just think it's an overrated film. I do think it's, I mean, it's not acted wow. well. There's nothing great technically about it, but one of the top three overrated films. I kept mine in within the context of super nerddom. Okay. Um, so all oh, mine okay. are sort of nerd oh, related, oh, like, okay. um, but top three, my Joker might still live in that one over, but probably, probably not. Cause it's too recent. Um, mm. So, but truly overrated, like you don't even find it charming because well, I do. of the lack of production value in some areas. <laughs> I mean, I mean, no. come on, R-O-U-S is, no. No. oh, I don't believe in them. And then a no, man no. in a rat suit. Like, like how do you not love that? Right. I just think it's, I think it's, yes, I think all those things are funny, but I it, it often I, gets, it, it often it gets is, put up on a huge pedestal too, too high as a pedestal. like, this amazing piece of cinema and I, i'm right. with you i would give the film like a solid eight does it, it i don't think it deserves i wouldn't even give it i wouldn't even give it an eight really like, right but, okay right. so this is an instance where when if you're rating the film out of the context of experience like what's your experience when you watch that film like it it's just heartwarmingly charming right yeah. i mean it's it's just like the opening right. there's sword fights romance true love right like you're supposed to turn off your brain and have fun, but yet it's winsomely charming. Right. And I mean, I, I think that's also why it stood fi- out. But it's also not a film that I can now watch and just get lost in. Like it's not, oh, it's on. Eh. Really? Like it's, yeah. Like I can't sit down and watch, oh, I'm going to watch The Princess Bride. I'm well, going to watch The Princess that, Bride. That movie night. Here, kids, gather around, grab I'm the I'm going to watch the crap out of this. And- right. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna watch the crap out of this one i probably would when i watch it with my kids for like the first time but but i'm like it's not i'm like it's it's kind of take it or leave it with me it's see like, meredith gotcha. won't watch it with me because i just quote it it's ah. wherever we pick up well it's that's super quotable and i like that too like i like it it's a fun movie i just think it's an overrated movie i like the movie it's just overrated well mm. Uh, mm. okay i i'll agree that like it doesn't have much merits from the filmmaking or acting, <laughs> but I, I think it's just no. when you take it as a whole, it's like an old teddy bear. Like, yes. Is it the best stuffed <laughs> animal ever made it? No, but yeah. it's so fluffy and adorable. I, How could you hate it? And it, I didn't say I hated it. 
No, no, no. I just said I, it's overrated. I, I, sure. I think too, another way you can describe the princess bride is that all of its parts by itself, like the acting, the cinematography, they're kind of like, they're okay. You know, yeah. just by, by themselves. They're like, they're just okay elements. Mm-hmm. But if you put everything together, Right. It's yeah, it, it's a gestalt it's movie. It's right. that it's, gestalt it's, movie. It's, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. I right. agree. <laughs> right. It um, is a but, good fun movie, but, but it for is you, Kevin, generally I did, overrated. I, I yeah. can totally see where you're coming yeah. from, but I would, I would hey, agree. Uh, PSA listeners, we still love you. Um, in case the Princess Bride <laughs> is your absolutely favorite film of all time. So it shouldn't be. <laughs> According to Kevin words. It shouldn't be. You can, can send Kevin hate mail. But it would be like six or above. Like it should never be in your top five. Right. Um, all right. So mine. So one of my wife's favorite films is A Brother Where Art Thou? Which is an amazing film. It's a really good film. I I I don't get it. And really, I don't get <laughs> I don't get anything really that the Cohen brothers have created. Okay, so here's here's a pause moment. Really? So other oh, Brother Where Art Thou is based off of Homer's Odyssey. Correct. Yes. So I don't know if you knew that. So I've actually read that. Have you read that? I have read that and okay. I am aware of We're homeschoolers, of course. Like that's like necessary <laughs> in order to get your homeschooler card. You have to read the Iliad, <laughs> the Odyssey, all right. of that stuff. You have to be a part of at least one classical program that's got a Latin or Greek name. Like I'm pretty I, sure that's sure. a requirement for homeschoolers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I, when it comes to the Coen brothers, I'm not, I, so some people who absolutely love them, I'm, I'm not knocking mm-hmm. like a hundred percent what everything they do. I'm not talking smack about their mom, basically. Um, <laughs> but when it comes to your taste, they don't coincide. Oh my um, I was basically that was a good one. I don't that care was who a good you one. are. <laughs> I am putting a big check mark. For well, that you one. can put a big check mark down. Uh, basically i just have a, a really hard time connecting with anything that they've done so far whether it is uh or brother where art thou or any of their other stuff that they've done um i've i've tr- i've really tried to give them a fair shake did but What's your did you least favorite watch, one did you ever watch raising arizona yes i did i didn't get it like i, what I don't, is, what I don't is there see to the charm get? what is there to get Son, okay you, you got you a know why on your head i mean it's <laughs> like <laughs> So, so the, the Cohen, the Cohen brothers are very much a hipster niche of filmmaking oh, critics. They are. They're, well, they're yeah. made. They're made for the filmmaking crew. And again, yep. <laughs> if, if that is your style of film, that's fine. I just have a really hard time relating to it, and I don't find really any of their characters believable. To, I know they're like blown right. up to, but they're mythical. not meant to be. I, I know. Right. I realize that they're blown up to mythical proportions when it comes to their caricature side of things. I just have a really hard time connecting with that. Um, and I, th- I think it comes down to me like a, a, a key storytelling feature is like your movie is only as relatable as your protagonist. Mm. And I have a really hard time relating okay, to any of their hanging stuff. out with the dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Oh my well, gosh. And oh, I really did. I really did Lebowski. not like the big Lebowski. Dude, um, such a good well, movie. Well, <laughs> no, but like there's good, the, like there's moments. And chili in peppers this, are in it, man. There's moments in these movies that make you smile and you remember them. And like, but I, I really do not get the hype around the Coen brothers when it comes to any of their stuff that they've done. Well, I mean, so, I think the reason people love them is that they don't sell out because they're so distinctly themselves. Right. right. And so like, you know, you're going to get some sort of caricature of a situation really in weird. a Coen brothers film. And it is, it is a very distinctive flavor. 
Someone's going to get chopped up into really big. (laughs) It's a very, it's a, they make a very specific type of film Mm -hmm. that has gotten a lot of accolades from a very loud community. Mm, And I just think that those movies are overrated. Yeah. I'd say for general audiences. Yes. I agree. But I also, I'm trying to think of a Coen brothers film that was like a viral hit. Like I I can think of them all being moderately successful. Men. Yeah, no country for old men. Uh, Big Lebowski. Uh, I think yeah, the, but, dude, but, the dude, the oh, dude has got about as as most mainstream as I think. Yeah, yeah. but Again. to me, all of those movies, it still has more of a cult following than like you're Didn't not going to no country win best actor. Best I, it is it picture? is genuinely considered one of the best movies that's ever been made. I, right. Um, get to just to give fair PSA, I have not seen all of that movie, but what I have seen, I could just tell you that it's not my flavor of film. No, it's I, pretty I, violent. I, I do not. But, I do not knock that as a bad film. It's just not my flavor of film. Well, um, I, I guess I have a little bit more forgiveness for them. What if it was animated? Would you, would you no, like it better? It's, it's still not my flavor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no country for old minion. <laughs> I would actually watch that movie. I, I would watch No Country for Old Men reenacted by the Minions. No, No Country for Old Minion. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this needs to happen now. I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking <laughs> elimination. You heard it here. Make it happen. All right, well, they would, we, all right, we're down to final pick. Zach, how about hold you? Hold on, hold on. Zach what? didn't give us his number two pick yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. Excuse me, Zach. What you got? Man, skipping me tonight. Is this revenge for all the times we've skipped you? Mm-hmm. Is this is this how it's coming out? I can neither confirm nor deny anything. Um. So <laughs> I, I guess my second pick is kind of in line. Why you don't like the Coen Brothers? Uh, this is this is for me a director that all of his movies I I hate that I like them because I'm <laughs> so annoyed by him and that's Quentin Tarantino. Oh, oh right. yeah. But <laughs> the movie specifically that I still don't understand, like even amongst his films, I don't understand how this just continues to be part of the cultural zeitgeist and it's Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Have, you, have y'all? Has everyone yeah. here seen that movie? I yeah. have actually not because I'm I'm not a Tarantino fan myself. It's, it's, it's pretty a movie. Hardcore. It's a movie about nothing. Yep. It's like just, Seinfeld. It's scene to scene. <laughs> yeah. It's no. Just, they, it's literally like there's he took no basic thread. Now each yeah, individual scene kind of at the end right. is amazingly written, and the scripting mm-hmm. is really pointed. Like anything mm-hmm. he writes, but I feel like he took a Mad Lib, threw it in a blender, and then that became. Pulp Fiction. And so I don't understand how it just continues to be like, oh man, Pulp Fiction's such a good movie. How? It's because no one ever done that style before. It's like right. a Pollock. Like no one's ever done film that way before. Right. That's why Pulp Fiction stands out. But it's, but, but that's it, that's almost like coating a rock in motor oil, putting it on a pedestal and saying, well, no one's ever done that kind of art before. That's yeah, amazing. Like that's that's what it feels that like. To really? Me. Like, that's what I mean. That, a lot of filmmakers get their credit that way. I mean, that's well, it's like oh, you push you push the bound you push right. the boundaries of it, but it's like, should we really be headed that direction? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I guess what made it distinct is that it was like terrible sequencing, but yet still had incredible scripting. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, that's um, what put um, Christopher Nolan on the map was shooting a, a movie backwards. Oh, yes, Memento. but it was actually a decent like storyline that went right. With but it. it's one of the but right, but it's still really small. But it's those different things that put people on the map. Granted, it was Reservoir Dogs that put Tarantino on that. Right, right. And then Pulp Fiction. Um, and then Pulp is... Fiction. But because Reservoir Dogs gave him the funding to make something like a. Right. Like, but my favorite Tarantino movie is barely a Tarantino movie. 
it's called hmm. Four Rooms. Oh yeah, you've talked about this. Oh one. yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, so, so he, it, so he only films fourth. like twenty minutes. It's a yeah, fourth. Yeah, so he has a fourth of the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. It's him and Bruce Willis, and I forget the other actor. And, and lots of people die. Only Very no one violently. dies in that one. No one dies in that. <laughs> oh one. really? I, yeah. I, now I got to see it. Well, yeah. that can't be said for. Does, Pulp does anybody die in that movie? <laughs> in I think Pulp one fiction? person. No, not a ton of people die in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I was gonna say we didn't see the same Pulp Fiction. Assassins. I think only one person dies in four rooms, and it's not in the Tarantino one. But I, I, I guess ultimately why Pulp Fiction annoys me is that, I mean, it, it's such a nihilistic film. Like, like it's meant to just leave you feeling empty. Just nothing. Characters that you thought were going to be important were, are just mm. unceremoniously disposed mm-hmm. of. Right. And, and like the, the first eighth of a scene that you're like, yeah. wait, what? Yeah. We all have the- one of those on our list so far. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, Pulp Fiction mm. makes mine is like, I don't understand how that film continues to be so highly lauded. Sure. Well, Zach, I'm going to make it up to you. And would you like to start our third round of what hey. movies would you consider to be most overrated? So I saved my last one for what I do consider to be the most overrated film of all time. And this one does have some bluey elements in it okay. because <laughs> it's Avatar. Yep. Ah, Okay. I, it's Fern Gully okay. with giant Smurfs. Exactly. It's dances, oh, it's, it's dances with dances wolves. wolves. Yeah. Like it, it's such a recycled story. <laughs> and I think the acting is only okay. I mean, Sigourney, Weaver, voice acting Sigourney Weaver is probably the best actor in that movie. And even then, it's it, it's like she didn't even do a good job playing herself. It's it's uh, fine. It's it's fine. Like fine. I don't know that, they literally that, came up with something called unobtainium. That's true. That that sounds like it was literally the hold name, and then they went, "Oh crap!" They no, shot the scene. I, actually, <laughs> <laughs> we were meant to, we were going to call it something we were, else. We meant, we meant to take it out of the script. Yeah. No, actually, actually, there is a reason that it is called that. There is a scientific uh, element for um. Uh, it's basically a placeholder name, essentially for. A mythical element don't and defend that's what it's it called. and then no, no, name no. the mythical just, element it's a movie it can be whatever you no, want it to be. Exactly. I'm, I'm with you avatar does not deserve everything that it got so i'm yeah. i'm not I mean, defending this I, I remember being amazed that it was like the first 3d film that was like oh wow that was actually worth seeing in 3d and that's mm-hmm. about it like everything yeah. else i'd seen before i didn't sure. think it was particularly compelling uh the the one scene where the like light tree uh, it's beautiful. It, it's almost yeah. like the the weeping willow. Like that was yeah. cool, but I mean, I was weirded out by their like head testicle things. What? <laughs> head testicles? Oh yeah, yeah the the, the yeah. braids in the, the back the, of their the, hair. How yeah, the, the yeah. nervous system receptacle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then it was like, okay, this raises far too many questions. Just like yeah. ethically, you 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 brought up three yeah. D, and the, whenever people bring up three D, yeah. I always like to bring up how Alfred Hitchcock thought 3D was going to be the next big thing in movie making. Mm-hmm. And so he filmed the birds as if it was going to be 3D. Right. So you could actually right. originally see the birds in 3D, right. which I would love to see redone actually for 3D. Oh, someone actually turns it into scary, stereoscopic 3D, basically. Yeah. Uh, those, those people who do that post-production, those, those guys, guys are ridiculously talented. They're nuts, man. They're nuts. Man. It is, it's crazy what those guys have wow. done. Yeah. Um, I will say Avatar does have some merit. It did push the graphics and technology boundaries further than a lot of movies had. Oh, no doubt. I mean, the, yeah. the technological boundaries it it broke was first of its kind, but does it deserve to be one of the highest grossing films of all time? 
Well, it was Probably the reason not. that the reason yeah. that that was was because it was such a movie going experience. Like if they, if this was released now, yeah. even if it had pushed the boundaries of technological whatever now, I was like crap, we gotta wait. Yeah, it would be it would be it <laughs> would have not it would not have done well because it right. is not a pandemic film. That is a theater film. It's a theater. Film. Yeah. Well, so I, it's it's just not held up. And that's what we need more of, like right. in this world, is theater films and not. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think the ticket sales were also a bit inflated because it was like, oh, and you have to see this in IMAX. Yeah. And 3D. And, and so I feel like while it's not a terrible movie, I also don't think it, it? it deserves. Well, it's, it's not a bad it's movie. Not a, it's not but, bad. But for me, it's it's like a five out of five movie. Like, OK, five out of five, five out of five, five out of ten. I mean, if, yeah, it's it's a five out of ten movie. Yeah, <laughs> okay. a perfect score. Yeah, perfect listen, score, it's, it's a terrible. Wow. It's an OK movie, but it's, you know, perfect score. No, five, five out of ten. Um, just because it, it, it's not imaginative. It didn't recreate, mm. it didn't create something drastically new. It just, it created an experience at the perfect time where 3d was still kind of like, eh, this is a gimmick. Oh, unless you do it like that. Gotcha. Now I could see it. Right. But then nobody else did it that way. And then no one else expensive. did it. So yeah. it's too expensive. Right. Well, mm-hmm. no, everybody else tried to do that. And we had that. And all it became was like 3d. It was, <laughs> oh gosh. It was like, everything got the 3d ticket. It was always the mm-hmm. worst showing up to a, like a popular movie and being like, well, all the 2d theaters are sold out, but we got a 3d show. I guess in about I just minutes. I guess I signed up for a $12 migraine. This is yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> that was always the worst feeling. That $12 for a 3d was cheap yeah yeah back back then yeah if you were anything under 20 you got off easy yeah um all right well brett i'm scared to ask you've already decimated all of afi's top 100 (laughs) lists let's uh (laughs) let's go a little further there's gonna be at least a few film students or criterion collection people that you haven't offended yet so well let's go this will this will clench it right here so after (laughs) after i watched this movie i went and sat down and had dinner with my family and i've never sat down to a dinner furious i was furious because <laughs> really? i wasted two hours of my life more than watching 2001 a space odyssey that wow. acid trip weirdness <laughs> slow paced oddity of a fi- no oh. 2001 a space odyssey Get off the train man the best part about 2001 a space odyssey was before it started it was the music <laughs> when the sun was rising that was the best part of that movie the best part of that movie was when it wasn't playing man and then it's it's like they they pan over nothingness for five freaking minutes before they show an ape and for some reason the ape picking up a bone and beating it was supposed to take up the next like 15 minutes of, of screen time. The pacing on that movie is terrible. I really the, want to watch this movie with Brett. Now yeah. one thing. <laughs> now I just want to watch it with Brett commentary. Yeah. The <laughs> one thing about that film that I was able to glean from it was some of its cinematography. Yeah. I have to admit. Yeah. The cinematography yeah. in 2001, a space odyssey is and, brilliant and set design. Like even today, some yes. of those sets yes. and the way that they shot that, it with the cinematography. Spaceship, yeah. That mm-hmm. holds up. Agreed. Yeah. But past that, <laughs> I was waiting for something because you, you keep getting the, this feeling of something amazing is about to come up. Like 
there's going to be some incredible <laughs> Four reveal. Hours later. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Like, what's finally it really when you, when you get to the, the end, the third act, if you can even call it an act, it is just people smoking weed and acid all day. Smoking like, acid. Yes. They found a way to shoot weed and smoke acid. Like that is just how weird wow. it gets. And then that got the, intense at the very end. This weird space embryo looks at Earth, <laughs> fade to black, <laughs> and you get nothing, nothing from this film. I was so furious. It feels I, like they should put like "gotcha" right at the end. Yes, yes. Stanley Kubrick comes on. Yeah. <laughs> you will never get those two and a half hours of your life back ever. So, oh, and it'll and, live in your head rent free. Yeah, I, I can so, verify I was there with him watching 2001 A Space Odyssey with him at the time. And he was so, so ticked off. <laughs> Man, had I seen that in a the movie theater, I would have asked for my money back. Unfortunately, we, we got it from what, the library back then? I think, <laughs> I think like it was that. actually when Netflix did DVDs. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, we got the DVD from Netflix. Oh, wow. And, yep. and I mean, it was, God, it was bad. <laughs> Say how old so you, you get talked? So how did you get talked into seeing this? Because we were starting film students okay. and it was on one right. of those like top yeah. 25 watch. films that sure. you should watch if you're going into film school. Like, oh, great. Well, of course you got to see it. And of course there were movies up there like Star Wars, The New Hope. Mm -hmm. And when you see stuff like that come up, you're like, these are going to be awesome. Yeah. So my expectations already were set way <laughs> like, too high for this, this movie. Like this is in a top 10 list on just about everything. Yep. Every, yeah. Well, what a bunch of crock. I want my money back, <laughs> you thieving filmmakers. No, about anyway. the only time that I've ever asked for my dollar back was going to see Transformers in 2010 mm. from the Dollar Theater. I, I almost asked for my dollar back on that one. How Not cheap even Crystal are you? Skull? It was bad. It, like, that's, that's two hours I won't get back. Mm. At any okay. rate, that's all I'm going to say on it. I could keep on ranting, but I know we're on time crunch. No. So, yeah. So that, that movie was one of those movies I admitted I've missed, haven't seen. I still haven't seen it. God. And part of it's because I think it's it, funny. I can tell I, Brett that I haven't seen it and he wasted his life. <laughs> <laughs> you can just hold that over him. I've got two hours more than you do. That's right. <laughs> Plus I, I like will, 23 years. I will say that if you are going into film, animation, anything on that side, even if you don't like something, you probably should see a lot of the stuff just right. once to say that you have. But and go in. But hold on. But 2001 A Space Odyssey is one of those ones that I watched it and went, cool, I'm good now. Thanks very much. <laughs> well, but I, I think watching the second half of that movie is still worth it. Kind of like, like Rogue One. Is Skip. it? No, I, I think so. When, when you remember that it was made in 67. Yeah, but mm -hmm. but the pay I'm with Brett though. The pacing, Dave. What are you doing, yeah. Dave? Oh my <laughs> word! Like Ten minutes of why, Dave. Why are you doing this, Dave? Dave. You millennials. You millennials, Golly man. No patience gracious. with you guys. No, 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 no. I've seen spaghetti <laughs> westerns where they pan real slowly over a town and, you and you they're setting the, the scene, and you hold the tension. There's a <laughs> purpose for the slow pacing. 2001 a space audience he was like guys give the editor another paycheck to go cut some stuff out and make this let's go pick up the pace i get it he's pulling out the servers <laughs> one of my roommates used to have that movie on just like 24 7 with the sound off and it was just like a screensaver and i mm -hmm. will say it makes an amazing screensaver 
Right. It's a, be- it's a beautiful <laughs> film. It, it, it truly is a beautiful film, but yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'm making sure that I'm not skipping anybody this time. Kevin, what is your final pick? So this is the first movie that came to mind. Um, some people on this recording will feel like, wow, Kevin woke up and chose violence with this pick. <laughs> wow. I'm, I want to hear this. I'm waiting. And, and you picked the princess bride already. I'm waiting. Yeah. The princess bride was your safe pick. I can't. can't and I brought this up before and it's elf. Oh. Shut your damn face, oh, Kevin. No. No. You don't know what you're talking about. You cotton headed nitty muggin. <laughs> Take it's that elf for sure. Back. You sit on a throne of lies. How can you live with yourself? And elf is regardless of genre. I think elf is oh, so overrated. Word. It is Christmas magic in ninety minutes. All the right. Most overrated <laughs> Christmas movie ever. Ah. Okay. Defend. Ah. I need to hear reasons why is it overrated. It's like Fair there's enough. parts of it that are fine. Right. Like, yeah, okay. Oh, Mister. Hope you find your dad. And then <laughs> one thing from that. So that and the scenes with he's when they didn't have budget. So they just have Will Ferrell and a cameraman going around talking to people. Right. Going around, around New, York. New York. Yeah. yeah. Outside yeah. of that, I could like fine, like whatever. That part's over. I'm what? done with this movie. Wow. Yeah. Do you oh not my. just like Will Ferrell? Like is it just. No. One of my, fa- my, my biggest guilty pleasure movie is a Will Ferrell film. Hmm. Which Wait, one? Really? What well, Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah Talladega Nights. So, audience, <laughs> please realize yeah. that one of his guilty pleasures is Talladega Nights, and he's critiquing <laughs> Elf. But like, why pick on Elf specifically? Like, I I could list. I've off never five liked it. Things. I've never. I've never. Like, I mean, I because this is overrated. A. I've never liked it. I've never got why people get it. Like, huh. it's that movie for me. I don't get why people get it. Really. Okay. Like, fine, whatever. Like you laugh from basically start to the third act, and then the third I? act, uh, like ninety percent of the population. How can it's, you it's, not? It, it's the Will Ferrell movie that I laugh the least in. Because ah, what? okay, 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 okay. So I, I've recently heard that Elf is the least Will, Will Ferrell like Will Ferrell movie, and it could be the fact no, that you just don't like that kind of genre. No, there's another one that he Stranger does. Than Fiction. Stranger Than Fiction. That's a really good film. It's it's um, one of the only time. I think it's the only time that I've ever seen him act seriously, and he actually does a pretty good job. He does I a couple. He has a couple films, but that yeah, that's is a Stranger good film. Than fiction. That is a good <laughs> yeah. film. Stranger Than Fiction. Um, but no, I just don't get it. Like, I guess Will Ferrell would, but he was still at SNL. Really, he wasn't really anything at that point. Is his first major did you film? Watch, I think. Did you watch the Netflix, uh, the movies that made us Netflix? Yeah. did. So I challenged on Andrew on that. So, right. He doesn't like nightmare. I don't like elf. I oh, said, did okay. You, wait, did y'all ever make good yeah, on that? We, yeah, we did. We did. I, and we talked and we talked about it okay. and I'm like, and we both agreed that that documentary was horrible on both sides. <laughs> like, these docu- like, like I watched both. I'm like, man, I, I should right. have watched this before I challenged Andrew. Cause this does not make me want to watch I, nightmare. I, 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 it, it was not a great. Yeah. Well, it was extremely choppy editing. I'll give it, you that. It was like, well, there was a lot. There was a lot there, but you don't yeah, need like, three people to finish one sentence. Editor. I know. Okay. <laughs> wow. But, well, I, I have to admit with you bringing up elf this past Christmas, uh, I was paid decent money for like eight nights to dress up as elf at a corporate function. You, you wore tights and I, yep. Wore the tights, wore the elf shoes, wore the hat. Okay. All that wow. stuff. Sure did. Yep. <laughs> and guess what? My bank account is better for it. 
So <laughs> thank you. Are we you just gonna let that, that. fly? <laughs> he brought <Yep>. more tights. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of don't want to go there. So. Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> At least he's wearing pants. Of some kind. I am. <laughs> uh, bring that back up. All right. Um, my final film. Um, if we really want to annoy every last cinemaphile um, here. <laughs> ever, do it. Do it. I, I, I don't get Blade Runner. Mm, like I like I, tears I, in the rain. Like, okay. Again. <laughs> Again, so I, are I, the days of our life. Which I, cut? Yeah, which, all, which cut? Fifteen cuts. I I think I just watched whatever was the standard off. This this came. I watched this movie when I was in college, and it was the watch the AFI list. Uh, yeah, time. The same. Yep. So same deal with two thousand one. Yeah, this was in that same season. Okay. That was, I was it before there. or after? I don't remember because <laughs> it could be like great. What's the next crappy movie? <laughs> watch? What's no, the there, next weird? There were sci-fi? some. There were some that I really did enjoy um, mm-hmm. from that list, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and then there were others like this one that I just was like, I don't get it. I get that the set, the art, the world building. I get it. I really do. And I, I you know, you watch this movie. And especially coming out of the 80s where production design at times wasn't exactly the highest priority Mm. to see what they pulled off in that movie. It's incredible. Yeah, it really is. But again, this kind of falls with me with like the Coen Brothers stuff as well as I just it, it operated at such a different level of filmmaking, basically, that was so high end heady. That I couldn't relate to anything. What about animated? Going on. It, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's going to be. A it new still sh- would not make a difference. I oh, actually, okay. I recently. Okay, so Christopher Nolan is one of my favorite filmmakers to date. Like, I love, mm-hmm. I love a lot mm-hmm. of his stuff that he's done. I recently watched Tenet. I would put this in the same category of a movie that operated at such a different level that it just was not for us mere mortals. He's working on a whole other level. <laughs> it's true. That's one of those movies that you have to go back and watch it multiple times. And I, I, I ended up going like, I'm, I don't want to watch this again. And that's, hmm. that's how I felt about Blade Runner too, which hmm. this is a movie that requires and is warranted to pick up on its intricacies and its small details and stuff. And by the time it was done, it was like one, I, I, I wasn't really drawn into any of the characters and this isn't a world hmm. that I'd want to live in. So yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. It, There's it, only one film that I watched once and then watched back a second time. I got a completely different experience. Hmm. And that was the sixth sense. Okay. Ah, oh, okay. Well, okay. Yeah, that was before. That, that was, before, that makes sense. That makes sense. Right. Cause it's, it's good. If you take out social media of it all, and if you don't know, I'm not going to ruin it for you, but you should have seen it by now. <laughs> I think you've had enough time to see. You've had enough time, but if you (laughs) haven't, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Don't look it up. If you haven't seen it, just watch it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's worth it. And then rewatch it. Right. Um, Because there's definitely things that you'll pick up on. It's brilliant. Um, Yeah. It's awesome. Awesomely done. Mm -hmm. Well, I I think kind of the common strain amongst all of the movies that we said we felt were overrated is none of us were alive for that cultural shift. Because I know, I know the reason Blade Runner was so highly rated is because it was like the first sci-fi dystopian film, 
right. in the sense well, that Blade, I think I was alive for all these films except for Citizen Kane. You weren't alive for two thousand one Space Odyssey. You weren't alive for that yeah, was sixty seven. Mud was invented. When did so. Space Odyssey come out? It was nineteen sixty seven. Well, now I gotta look this okay, up. So, yeah, I, I know it's earlier okay, so than two you of the think. film. Two of the nine. He he he's he was alive for Joker nineteen sixty eight. And he was wrong. alive for the Despicable Me franchise. Yeah, Blade Runner was nineteen eighty two. And um, I was alive. Yep. And uh, but he like, was alive I, for the but Coen like, Brothers. Yeah, but, it, but it's on it, it's on Andrew's list, not no, but I'm, Kevin's yeah, list. Yeah. That's like, what I'm saying. But Coen right. Brothers, I'm I've been alive for most of their filmography, at least their mm-hmm. big stuff that's there. And I just I, it's not for me. I and I don't yeah. think it's not it's even necessarily it's, it's for me. I, it's not it, Kevin. That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> um. I just, I honestly just, these films that are on my list are just ones that I couldn't connect with, or I feel like are bringing down the animation medium as we know it. Your kids are going to love Despicable Me. Yeah, they probably will. (laughs) It falls in the same category as Cars 2, which is they're never going to see it. All right. (laughs) Yeah, you say that and you have people like us. Uh Uh-huh. With as Uh much as Teddy loves Cars, uh, that's going to be a hard conversation. You would be a bad dad (laughs) if you did not show him that. Cars 3 is amazing. Cars 3 is really good. Cars 3 is legit good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cars 2 is is not dumpster fire. It is. is Well, you could just say, hey, you know what? They skipped 2 and went right to 3. They only only wanted odd numbers. Yep, that's it. (laughs) They only wanted primes. Only prime numbers for cars. We're going to teach you how to count. Well, before we get too far down the existential horror show that is the Cars franchise, uh, next up is our game, and we will get started on that in just a moment. This next segment is brought to you by Maleshko. Making videos should be fast and fun. Find out how at Maleshko.com. That's M-I-L-E shko.com or you can go to dadgumnerds.com click our sponsors tab and it'll take you straight there these guys supported us in the beginning and we'd love for you to support them back thanks guys all right kevin so what are we playing today some dadgum feud hey we played it this year have we played it yeah, i think we, we have played it once ish once still too once long ish. let's do this all let's right do it we get to consult the google yeah, so I searched <laughs> for stuff on the Google on Yale. an incognito browser, and these guys try to guess the top search result. These are overrated films according to BuzzFeed is the topic. Ooh. Oh, okay. Huh. Okay. So, I'm, I'm, curious. Also, I'm curious now. So for all the top results, I've stripped out is on Netflix, is on Disney+, Plus, is on Hulu, okay. like all of that. Like, okay. don't guess it because it's wrong. Okay. 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 All right. So let's go around the horn and get some buzzers. Let's start with Brett. (laughs) Zach. Boba Fett. And Andrew. Mine. All right. We have five questions, and the sixth one is a dad related question. And I'm just going to give you points based off however however I feel. Nice. (laughs) Okay. It's like whose line is it anyway? The game where the points don't matter. (laughs) Andrew, Zach. Brett. All right. The first one. Is Forrest Gump? Oh, is Forrest Gump? Boba Fett. Oh. Andrew. Uh, Tom Hanks is open. I don't know. <laughs> no, that is really wrong. Boba Fett. Zach. Based on a true story. Based on a true story. Oh, oh wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. Well done. So, Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, sheesh. Is Forrest Gump that yeah, many that. things? Is so based, some of, yeah, based some of my favorite book? ones. Some of my favorite ones are Is Forrest Gump Autistic? Is okay. Forrest Gump a book? Or Is Forrest Gump Still Alive? 
think he's still actually alive. real. <laughs> well, I mean, depending if that was the people that were also asking if it's based on a true story. Yeah. Yeah. I saw I saw a video the other day that was like movies that would have been ruined by cell phones. <laughs> and it starts with Forrest, so many. Forrest sitting on the bench being like, Mama always told me like Jenna. You're right around the corner, and then he just runs up. <laughs> we'll have to wait for this bus ball, and he just runs up. <laughs> and then the woman there is like, well, I wanted to hear your story. <laughs> anyway, that's for so That's, good. that's so genius. Good. Wow. Is Die Hard. What? Bovet. Bovet. Zach. A Christmas movie. A Christmas movie. Okay. Number Man, one answer. Alive. All right. Man, I feel like other... the Slumdog Millionaire. Just I was, all I'm these just, really I'm, specific. I'm just blown away that like that's on BuzzFeed's list for overrated films. It's a cra- huh. Yeah. So all of these mm-hmm. we probably like. So these are the more really? shocking entries, um, and they're more. They're all more modern. Um, no, I, when is I was Die doing... Hard a good battery is on there. <laughs> well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's good a question. It's a legit question. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Those poor um, people trying to actually find answers yeah. and they keep <laughs> getting Bruce Willis. <laughs> I just want to know if my car can start. <laughs> it's like it's like trying to find somebody with the name Felicia these days. <laughs> <laughs> trying to find a, a farewell sign for a friend named Felicia. <laughs> She's leaving. I'm just trying to get a sign that says goodbye. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll move on after that one. Okay. Uh, um, oh. Is is Jaws. What? No. Is, um, mine is Jaws, Andrew. Real. Close enough. Based on a true story. Okay. We'll go with that All one. right. We'll go with that one. Are you kidding? No. Based on a true story. Based on a true story. <laughs> is Jaws real? Is Jaws scary? Is Jaws a megalodon? Yeah. Uh, that, that's a legit most. question. That, that is. I, that it. Just saying. I accept that one for science. Yeah. <laughs> I will reject the other ones. Um. Gosh, I have two more. I'm not sure which way I want to go. Okay, we'll go with this one because you're all going to hate this. Okay. okay. And the next one. You're not going to get, okay. but if you do, you'll get like a gazillion points. Okay. Oh, wow. When will Zoom. Star Wars... Oh, mine. Brett. Stop making movies. <laughs> no. Mine? Uh, Andrew. Uh, when will Star Wars die? <laughs> no, and is on there, and it's the fourth one. Hmm. When what? will Star Wars... Wait, and is on. Wait, what do you mean? What, what did you mean by and, that? Like, and and he said die, and so oh, that's close enough. So that's the oh, fourth. So don't say end. Oh, don't oh, say that, die. Okay, right. that was the fourth result. Is what that was the fourth result. Man, I was over here like that is the strangest clue. <laughs> I don't know what it means. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's kind of It's not. So the number one. When will Star Wars? When will Star Wars? And it's not necessarily. It's not film related. Is that search result? Boba Fett. Zach. Uh, release the next video game. No, but that's sort of two. When will Hunters, when will Star Wars Hunters be released? That's the second uh, result. Hmm. I still can't wait for 1313 to come out now that they said they're yeah. actually going to make it. So, yeah. There's that. Uh, when will Star will Wars. Star Wars <laughs> Brett. Um, make a, I don't know. Make <laughs> I don't know is not on the list. Yeah. Uh, Zach. Uh, when will Star Wars 
release on Netflix. Oh, you said not to ask. That, no, don't, yeah, don't, those aren't on. Those aren't. On, those aren't on there. That I'll is give you, wrong. You I'll said, give you one more guess. Anybody, and then I'll give you the answer. Star Wars. It's, some, it's something we all want to get. It's something we all want Mine. to experience. Well, we'll go with Brett, and then you can jump okay. in if he's close. Go, Brett. When will Star Wars come out with a real lightsaber? No. <clears throat> oh, that was actually that was close to what that I was, was going to go with. Was your, yeah. When will Star Wars Hotel open? That's the oh, like That's the Star the Cruiser, the, the park. Star yeah. Cruiser at the park. Yeah. The parks. Okay, okay. Oh, man. So, yeah, some I other fun totally stuff that came out realm. is uh, when will Star Wars enter public domain? Huh. Uh, when will Star Wars Visions come out? When will Star Wars Tens come out? And when will Star Wars Stamps be available? Stamps? <laughs> I mean, what? I People are searching for that. <laughs> let, me, let me show you my stamp collection. Yeah. <laughs> the coolest stamp collection of all time. Darth, Darth, Darth Mail. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stamp <laughs> It's for when you want a return letter that just keeps coming back unexpectedly. <laughs> oh, man. All right. And then the last one before the dad question. Okay. This is the last overrated one. But for a bajillion points if we get it. When will Elf? How dare you? When will when will when Elf? Will, when will Elf? Yes. Brett, come out with a sequel. No. Mm. Well, wait. When will that? That is tenth, like about tenth on the list. Oh, and okay. I will fully admit I have no clue what this means. What? Uh, the number one? The, the number one. I have no clue what this means. Uh, is is there a hint that you could possibly give us then? <laughs> it's two words. That uh, helpful? Um, okay. Yes. I'm trying to think through. Keep guessing. You start throwing okay. out some guests, and I'll see if I can have a good one for you. Boba uh, Fett. Zach. Sam Hill. Yeah. <laughs> when will Elf Sam Hill? <laughs> you said it didn't make sense. What in the name of Sam Hill is that? <laughs> is it related to the movie? I don't know. That's why I, <laughs> oh, I can't even wow. give you a clue. Wow. Okay. okay. Well, just, just give it for time's sake. Yeah. Just give it. When will Elf restock Chipotle? <laughs> what? <laughs> Number one result. And I can show it to you. I have a screenshot. We would have been here for you. days. <laughs> that is restock Chipotle. What? Yeah. what do I'll they show think? it to you later. What do they think there is? The Chipotle Elf who comes in at nighttime and restocks the fridge? It's like... <laughs> I don't know if it was like in reference to something in the movie again. I don't no, really it's care. not. Chipotle does not show up in L. Definitely not the movie. No, yeah. at all. What are the random things that I don't get? Well, when will Elf on the Shelf come back? Oh, uh, there's a oh, whole bunch dude. of TV related ones. Um, when will Elf CC Cream be in stores? Don't know what that means. CC cream. CC cream. CC cream. Uh, That's like a wife question. Like, hey, sweetheart, Mm. what is CC cream? Unless (laughs) Elf is a brand of something. I'm still hung up on Chipotle. Yeah, Uh, restock Chipotle. It it could be a distributor name. He doesn't even eat a burrito. He should. Maybe I'd like it better if he started chomping down some burritos. Although All right. there, there now needs to be the legend of the Chipotle Elf. But the Elf, what's your right. favorite burrito? Ooh, so here's your dad who question. Who stocked all the stuff overnight? <laughs> like the shoe cobbler. 
world's best burrito. Congratulations. <laughs> These are some pretty amazing results. Okay. To you individuals who are already just have your second or are about to welcome your second into okay. this world. Why does the second child mine? Andrew. <laughs> go invisible. Brett. Never sleep. No. Bolivet. Zach. Uh, Sit on the older one. (laughs) I thought it was vice versa. Yeah, or it was the other way around. Yeah, I'm going to snuff him out. (laughs) There can only be one. (laughs) I am the Howlander. Hopefully, he doesn't cut his head off. Yeah. So that was a no, I take it. No, that's a no. Okay. That's a no. So why does the child, why why does does the second second child, child, Brett, drive me crazy? No, because you're not used to it anymore. First one's it's cute. Second one's like, kid, I just want some sleep. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mine? Andrew. Yeah, act like a monster. I mean, is it anything in that That's vein? Clo- that, it's, it's in that vein. Okay. Uh, <laughs> act like a monster is in the vein? <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> act like Hellspawn? Like, uh, what's the... <laughs> it's, it's in that vein. Okay. If, if we give up on this one, then Zach wins. Because oh, he got the most points. Because he has the most points. Because he's okay. uh, Boba Fett. Uh, Zach. Why does the second child misbehave more? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll give you a clue. The clue is the Hulk. Mine. Uh, Andrew. Why does the second child always break things? Always smash no. things. No. Brett. Why does the second child throw more fits? No, it's closer to that one, though. Mm. And we'll give you... Boba Fett! Zach. Why does the second child make me angry? Ooh, that's super close. <sighs> okay, Mine. at some point. <laughs> yeah, some place. Mine. Right, we'll go with... Okay, go ahead, Andrew. Why does the second child always get angry? Okay, we'll call it there, and you guys can vote on see if... Why does the second child have anger issues? Okay. Oh, I don't think... I mean, always have fits. Enough? I mean, my I mean, opinion right now is a bit biased on who actually won this right. game. So, <laughs> but these are kind of amazing results. Why does the second child have anger issues? Why does the second child look better? I'm a oh, second yeah. child. I can relate <laughs> to that. Googled that. Yeah. Wow, that's in your search history. <laughs> wow. Why does the second child get less attention? Okay, well, that's yeah. pretty simple. See, I thought it was going to be attention related. Why does the second, this one's baby, show earlier? Okay. Why does the second mm. child come earlier? Okay. Yeah. Uh, talk later. Okay. Develop slower. Oh. <laughs> learn <laughs> faster. A... What? So back like right after each Whoa. other. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then grow taller. Andrew, I mean, you're that... taller than me. I mean, that is true. So it's true. Yeah. That is true. <clears throat> Did he develop slower than you though? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was about to say this guy over here taught himself how to read it three. So props to Andrew. Nice. What was he reading? I don't know. Don't ask questions. I did it, <laughs> dang it. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, we got our closing thoughts and punch. Oh, well, hang on. Before I we before we get to that, who won, Kevin? Yeah, uh, well, that'd be Zach. Yeah, that's All Zach. Right. Yeah. That'd be Whoa. Zach. All right. Hey, I got to win because I'll probably be off for like two weeks yeah. <laughs> with this truly coming. So. High note. Yep. Well, speaking of high note, we got our closing thoughts, pun count coming up in just a few moments. So we'll wrap this up in just a second. 
Hey, Daggum Nerds fans, did you know we had a merch store? If you want a t-shirt or a fanny pack to really show off that dad bod, go to daggumnerds.com and hit that merch store tab and you can find what's in for you. Any closing thoughts before we go? Uh, I can Brad, receive Brad. hate mail at one, two, three, <laughs> this, this, this. Yeah, I feel like I've just made every film critic angry with my choices. You probably did. We're probably yeah. going to That's what you guys do. We're probably going to get a lot of negative reviews now. <laughs> or positive reviews. If you agree with us, please let us know. Because yeah, I, I, I legitimately want to know and see in the comments, like on YouTube or, you know, wherever, what are your most overrated films of all time? I yeah, what's one that, did, yeah, that didn't make our list? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> or if you think that we just have no taste and how dare we attack. You're yeah, just agree songs. with me, guys, and say Elf sucks. <laughs> I was going to say Kevin has no taste personally, but <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you've been mm-hmm. listening to Dadgum Nerds for a little bit or a lot, and you've not followed or subscribed yet to either both YouTube or your podcast platform, do it. You do it. Just should. You do it you, now. You should go yeah. ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really helps us out opening doors uh, for some really exciting guests on the show. And um, it's free. They don't have arms. They don't have arms. They need help. They do. Yeah. So opening a door is a really well, chivalrous yeah, thing yeah. to do. Yeah. <laughs> do it for the no armed guests that are coming on the show. Uh, it's also easier to catch the next episode that way. And if you aren't mm-hmm. subscribed and you at least kind of like us, uh, that's a little I bit. Realize, I realize yeah. the bar's kind of low, but that's on purpose. Uh, go ahead and follow and subscribe on YouTube. And, or your podcast platform of choice. See, we don't believe that we can be overrated. So please just rate us. <laughs> yeah. Also just rated. To, yeah, we to, want to be just rated. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> um, and if you get the chance, go to dadgumnerds.com. If you want more content from Dadgum Nerds, we make an after show specifically for you guys. Mm-hmm. That's on our Patreon. Uh, that's always a blast. Um, and you can get access to that for as little as three bucks a month, which helps keep the lights on over here. But we've also got a merch store that you can check merch. out um, and a few other things. And it's a great way to send us any questions that you have so we can answer them on a future Q&A episode, which what, I what? always look yeah. forward to. So I've never get done a second. one of those yet. Oh, You've not been on get, one? I've never on been the next on one. one. Listen, without question, they're the best. Yeah. Well, there's your answer. Uh, Is why? <laughs> Dang get, it. When you get a second, go to dadgumnerds.com. Uh, Zach, what was the pun count? Well, with that last little uh, tirade right there, we hit 11 puns. That's respectable. One, one. Is it respectable? Yeah. yeah. Well, are you saying my puns are overrated? Because I think overrated. they're perfectly I've rated. Been, I've been saying that from day one, but considering this wasn't a 23 count episode, I'm. it's respectable. Well, I was going to go like all pent up pun on y'all for the dismal amount of the last two episodes until I remembered. That's good. There never really is a punless episode. Thanks to the merch store ad. So <laughs> we can change that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Andrew's just going to cut out the one pun from my yeah, ad now. That's going to run double on an episode. No, he's just going to bleep it. <laughs> Find out what's in bleep for you. <laughs> Done. Well, please. That's all, please that's, do it. That's all we've got for you today. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you later, dadgum nerds. See ya. Good one, guys. Bye, Felicia. Game over.